0: Hi, this is Michael Azarad, Editor-in-Chief of The Talk House, and welcome to The Talk House Music Podcast. Oh, the whole idea of The Talk House Music Podcast is to put together two musicians who are interested in each other's work. So when we heard that Radiohead's Philip Selway wanted to do a Talkhouse Podcast with UK musician Obaro Ijimiwe, who performs as Ghost Poet, it made all the sense in the world these two are definitely interested in each other's work, as you'll soon see. They get deep into their process in a really candid and insightful way, and they get to places that only two musicians would get. It's hard to categorize ghost poets' acclaimed music, but it involves vivid poetry and flowing grooves. His new album, his third, Shedding Skin, was recorded with live musicians, a new experience for him, and that's where he and Selway really connect. Although he's best known as the drummer in Radiohead, Philip Selway has released two very good solo albums, 2010's Familial and last year's Weatherhouse, so he can relate to Ghost Poet about moving to the front of the stage. They'd never met before, but they hit it off right away, just two musicians talking peer to peer. Selway has some great reminiscences about the dawning days of Radiohead, and Ijimiwe has some really great reminiscences about the dawning days of Ghost Poet. They discuss music theory versus intuition, collaboration, self-doubt, reading your own press, and much more. It's amazing how these two very different musicians relate. Those guys talk for an hour and a half, and it's all really great stuff, but we figured we'd split it up into two parts. Here's part one.
1: So what are you up to? Well. What's, what's been happening? Um, been a couple of things. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, been doing my stuff this year. Mm-hmm. So that's been uh, just been doing shows yeah. um and so it's festivals in uh, over in the states played at Coachella yeah. did a hostess music festival in Tokyo earlier on in the year Nice, and then club shows as well. And this is and all my your own right? stuff all this is radio? All my own stuff. Nice yeah. nice nice nice. Um and then um in between time uh we've been doing we've been working on radiohead stuff again cool, as cool. well. So that's been uh, you know, it has been going in fits and starts. Yeah. But Come September, it's mm. just become quite, um, quite a, a full schedule. I hear, you. I hear. You. Then, um, but, uh, like, but like yourself, because I mean, you're out doing shows of you? them. You're in the middle. Yeah, shows, I'm doing you?
1: festivals at the moment. The summer festival thing. I mean, I've done like a bit of Europe and a bit of my own UK tour. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so festivals, which is always a bit weird for me, because it's like with your own shows you can, you get kind of ahead of steam and you're just kind of like, okay, show after show after show. And you yeah. kind of get into the rhythm of it with festivals. It's kind of like, okay, so you've got a couple of this on s- Friday, Saturday, and then week off. Yeah. Get back on it again. And yeah. it's been a bit weird this year doing it, but I've enjoyed it. It's been, it's been interesting, really interesting to play live again. Cause I didn't really do much last year with live stuff. Um, I got a question. Okay. I've got a few questions that's going to pop yeah. up from time to time. Um, how have you found being a solo artist? Because this is your second record. Is that right? That mm. you're, you're in the campaign mode at the moment, partly. Yeah. Um, how have you found that, being like a solo artist, away from the band stuff? I've found it... It's felt rather more natural okay.
2: this time. Okay, okay. It's, you know, I suppose I, I first started thinking about it oh, probably about eight years ago, mm-hmm. eight, nine years ago, when mm-hmm. I was just working on, on demos. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know going through that process of, uh, of trying to find a singing voice, mm. of, of actually thinking, okay, I'm kind of, I suppose, you know, the focus of of what's going mm, on here, yeah, the focal yeah, point yeah, for it. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, and beyond that as well, is actually working with uh, different people. Mm. You know, with Radiohead, we've, uh, we got together at school mm and we kind of played exclusively with each other for yeah. for a good couple of decades mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so that mm-hmm. process of then going on uh working collaborating with other people you know with the record I did uh, release last year yeah. I was working with Ardem and and Quinta mm-hmm. as well and you know we've gone on and done uh you know other projects as well yeah, within yeah, that yeah. and that has just been so so such a healthy process I mean it's Brilliant working, getting to work with, you know, those kind of other different musical voices yeah, yeah. and personalities, um, and just, you know,
1: it kind of shakes things up for yourself. It, it gets you out of old habits. I mm, think that's yeah. That was that was interesting to intri- intrigue to know in the sense of how did you find the process compared to working in the band? Did you find it quite difficult in the beginning to like to come up with ideas, or was it like because what was the mind state in a sense of becoming a solo artist so
2: I suppose initially I was uh, working on my own mm-hmm. with a producer called Ian Davenport okay um, and but kind of musically I was generating what was going on mm-hmm. on there yeah, uh, yeah in terms of the arrangements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know bits of that were coming out and thought oh, that, that sounds you know that sounds like me and yeah. it sounds starting to sound convincing yeah yeah um and then what was a real eye opener for me was going to do uh, a project with Neil Finn which is okay. called the Seven Wells collide okay uh, and I'd gone along to that as uh, gone on board that as as a drummer right um, but uh, i got to do some of my songs as well mm-hmm. whilst as was recording them okay and just actually seeing how that worked in the context of it's you know working with Lisa Germano um uh, bassist Sebastian Steinberg mm-hmm. and Glenn and Pat from Wilco as well. I'm just suddenly seeing how everything got fleshed out in mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. and that whole thing of actually, you know, thinking okay, they're all brilliant musicians, got mm-hmm. their own very distinct musical voices, mm-hmm. and kind of going with that really, yeah. just thinking okay, that's a that's a good blend. I mm-hmm. felt like a really good blend, mm-hmm. and I suppose that's what I've looked for when I'm doing my solo stuff right. is that kind of good combination of, of voices right right right, really. right 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 and you're like yourself I mean you, you know like on Shedding Skin yeah you know, there are quite a few collaborations yeah, going yeah, on or yeah. guest spots yeah guest
1: vocalists on there I kind of like I I like like the just, yeah, juxtaposition of um my voice with voices mainly like female voices because it's just mine's gruff and rough and rubbish and then you've got my Elegant female voices or ghostly kind of voices. I Always, I'm drawn to that. So I, with this record, I just kind of wrote. I I write all the songs in in terms of the lyrics, and I co-produced it with my like touring bass player, yeah, a guy called John Calvert. And for me, I just wanted, I wanted to. My initial plan was to have one voice, like the like the kind of like the conscious of the of of the record, um, and I it's you know with all ideas when they're this on a piece of paper in your head they sound fantastical and it's like (laughs) anything's possible and you and then in practice this wasn't it just wasn't going to work so i I started to think about okay what what voices work with the lyrics that i'm trying to you know portray in any particular song and it was a combination of people that i knew and people that i I just admired their music Mm. and went went about it from that really and that's always the process of me with with guest vocalists or guest musicians it's either people that i know or this music that i i I love you know that i i want to be part of so yeah it was great fun i don't i don't love it here where we are now in studios in east london and it was um yeah it was great it was great fun oh awesome.
2: yeah. so I mean some brilliant ones I mean like uh, thank you Nadine Shah and yeah. uh, Melanie DiBiazio as yeah. well yeah
1: yeah yeah they're, they're they're both amazing people like Nadine yeah. Nadine I've I've known a bit over uh, for a couple of years I think she supported me once on a gig and I've just really been interested in what she's been doing for a long time yeah so at the first opportunity I had to do something with her I just had to try and see if she'd be interested and she's amazing I don't know if you've ever met her before Nadine. I haven't no she's amazing she's just the funniest individual. And she just has this dark exterior. Everything's black and the music bleak and dark. And you think, God, what kind of person is she going to be? But she's like, laugh a minute. Right. It's amazing. (laughs) And Melanie, Melanie's very similar to, to her persona. She's very just kind of like subdued and, and you know. I've met Melanie. Oh, you've yes. met her? Yeah. And she's just very kind of just like, yes, you know. You meet
2: and fix. She's the real deal, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: she really is. She's, and she's lovely. Lovely woman. And yeah, she came absolutely. over from like France to record her vocals. And she's just amazing. Really, really, really talented individual. I love her music yeah. as well. I
2: well, from from last year it was one of kind of my albums of yeah. last year was yeah. No Deal. It was yeah. Really good. Did, did, you you get, did you
1: hear the remix record at all? Then, you know? Um,
2: I've heard bits, I haven't yeah. heard
1: it in its entirety. Okay, okay. And that that's supposed to be doing really well for her as well, yeah. which is that's... great, you know. So yeah, I'm really pleased that I got to work with great people and it's just something I don't know, I think it's something I just enjoy doing. I did it from record to record and I don't know, I may do it on if I do another record I may do it again or just Try something completely different, whatever. Yeah, right. yeah, it's quite a bit of coordination that goes into that though. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess with, with, with all like guest vocals, for me, I just write the song and then I have an idea in my head of the kind of vocal that I want for it. And then I don't think about doing it in the beginning, I do it at the end when it's like, right, it may work, it may not work. And then it, I don't even know in a lot of cases until they come to the studio and record because I'm just like. I know in my heart it's going to work, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And then they start recording, like, thank God, it does work. It's okay, it's all right. So, yeah, it's kind of touch and go if it, you know, in the end, but I, I enjoy that. It's, it's that, that combination
2: of just, just those hours before, building yeah. up to the session thinking...
1: Yeah. the sweats and <laughs> yeah, excitement yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> every time I do it to myself I should just do it I should just be a bit more practical about this but I like I like that I like the feeling of it you know yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so it's cool I just kind of I don't know I just kind of I I I admire it's, it's really interesting talking to you because like Radiohead and and the way you guys make your music and the idea of like especially like from for me if I'm honest I kind of Started to really get into you guys from like kid A and um, onwards really, yeah. and it was just the idea that you could just you can make whatever you want, you know. There's no rules to it all. You can just do whatever, and I tried to do that with my music as much as possible, you know. And then it works sometimes. It doesn't work, you know. But that's the I guess the beauty of being creative and being able to. Make music, yeah. you know. It's just and the great thing is that. you
2: don't have to play people for bits that don't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got a whole archive of those. <laughs>
1: but I'm intrigued though, in terms of what in what, with the with creative process for you guys is it? Yeah. Is do you go away and do bits yourself, or does it depend on record to record, or have you got like a, a, a formula? So it's not a formula, but a set, like a natural kind of way of making your your stuff or just whatever happens happens. It's interesting because there's
2: there's a natural thing that falls into place if we're all sat behind our instruments right. in a room together. Right. And at points it sounds it sounds like a six form band. Right, right. And you listen to that and think, oh my God. <laughs> um and but then every so often something will happen, something will gel there and yeah. you know, that's that's a good moment. There's mm. something to work on right? with that. Yeah. Um and then you know, uh, working with Nigel, working mm-hmm. in the studio, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the whole scope of that, mm. uh, and that takes it to a different place. Mm. You know, it'd be uh, you know like on on King of Limbs. Mm. I mean, we we had the the kind of the methodology there for it, which right. was putting together lots of these little snippets of music on the fly and building yeah. up songs from from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we will approach. I think we. We we kind of change from record to record, try and change the you know the the, the underlying uh, approach to to making music. And but is that
1: purposeful kind of, or is that kind of like it is? It's, I think it's, it's something it to do with to short done, short attention spans. Right, so. right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and but I mean at the core of that though, you know, there is that whole that sense of a band though yeah. as well, which comes when when we play together. You know, so I think that's become quite a you know, cohesive voice. Yeah, I mean, we we learnt to play our instruments in the in the context of each other. Mm-hmm. So you know, that that kind of shapes it in a particular right. way. Yeah. Um. So, and then and it's interesting then what you take from that. Yeah. You know what you but you put together in the studio, mm. and then how you kind of recreate that to, to go and play live. Yeah, yeah. And again, the next stage down that that's changed how you play. Yeah. In, just in kind of real time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so you know it's, it's that kind of ongoing cycle
1: there with it just what at that point you mentioned about when you've made a record and then having to work out how to play it again live, mm. is that something you think about on when in the recording process because for me, with the last record the record I've just brought out, it's very much a case of I had that in my mind, like mm. how is it going to sound live because i want I want it to sound. I want it to be an easy process yeah. from studio to, to stage. And I don't know, is that something you guys think about or depends on the record? Or I think
2: we get very much caught up in in what we're doing in the studio yeah. at the time. Um, so the live thing is definitely something that, that, that comes after right for us right that is that's the next part and it's always you know that's always exciting it's, mm. it's always uh, a lot of head scratching it mm. that goes that's on that. there um you know i mean like with the with the last record um king of limbs mm. uh because you know that was quite layered rhythmically mm, mm, and so mm, thinking mm, how we're mm. going to do that yeah. so you know the um clive Demer um yeah. came On board for that one. Mm -hmm, And so we did the mm -hmm. double drummer thing when we were playing live. And that kind of thing. Then then that, uh, you know, that brought a whole new dimension to to the playing and and how we sounded Mm. as a band. And, you know, just, I I suppose, again, coming back to that thing saying earlier on that we, we, for so long, we we kind of played exclusively with each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes you so far. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I suppose you know, from from album to album, you try and, uh, 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 and push yourself beyond your comfort zone mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with thinking that actually you could go around in circles, yeah, quite easily mm. on that. But then introducing you know these new voices into it, like Clive, or, yeah, or, or you know when we were doing um, uh, stuff off Kid A. Mm. You know, for for a few things we had, you know, his amazing horn, horn sections yeah, with us, and yeah. all those things. They ju- they just, you know, they they keep it. Um, as I say, it takes you takes you beyond where you would naturally sit comfortably. Yeah, and that's a good musically. place to be, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, I I don't know how you feel, but I always feel when I'm going into anything new. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to know what I'm doing here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah definitely. Which, you know, depending how you, how, on, on where you are, on kind of the, the self-esteem, X, Y yeah, axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: mental strain. You uh, know. It but, can be for me, it is, yeah, yeah.
2: But it's a good place to be. Yeah. And I feel if you're not in that place, then actually probably you're not going to,
1: you're not going to do your best mm. work mm. unless you're there mm. really yeah i think yeah it's interesting <laughs> so, you say that yeah it's really interesting because it's like um I, I definitely um with this record i because i decided to i wanted to make it with a band yeah a band in very common situation I, I i i put myself in a position where i was working with people who knew way more music theory and technical stuff than i did you know I, up to that point it was very much about I feel these notes are right. I don't know what the notes are, but they just feel like yeah. the right thing to put down in this thing. And this sound and this kind of like uh, whatever kind of like thing I've recorded on my phone, I, I just want to plunk it in there. It makes sense. Yeah. But then I was working with people who knew the rules and it and it was really hard to mentally get them down onto my level. Do you know what I mean? And I, that was a tricky thing for me. But it was good. Like you say, It the end result I'm really pleased with because... It took me to a place that I wasn't expecting to go, you know. And um, I guess it's a good. Well, thing it's to interesting. I you mean, know? you're saying
2: that's that's the approach because it does. You listen to to the record, and it feels very intuitive, right? right in uh, there, so uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, but that's, you know, and that's kind of what uh, you know. Good music is for me. It mm-hmm. has to work on that level because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, people. Y- you don't go away humming you know various bits of music theory yeah, do you yeah it's just, <laughs> this is true a lot of my friends are going to kill I mean, me for
1: agreeing but yes music theory friends i still love you uh, absolutely <laughs> and that stuff is i mean that
2: they're t- all of that stuff it, it's kind of you, you know we all do it naturally mm. whether we're aware of it or, yeah. or not yeah. and but and it's a really useful tool mm. but it's not always well, you know, you chose you chose to pick, work with people who've got those skills. Mm-hmm, so it's, it's that kind of collaboration yeah. thing, which you know, and it's all those different kinds of. I think it's it's really exciting where people they attain that kind of level of musicality. Yeah, but it's coming from a different yeah. different place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, that I've, that's that's always exciting. Yeah. You, well, know, you always bring different skills to the table, don't you? Yeah,
1: they? yeah, yeah. And I think that's important too. I think if you just, you're helping and doing your own thing all the time, it's, which is important as well, mm. it, it, I think it, it can, it, it doesn't leave you open to ideas, you know, which I think for me is really important mm. to like, get not opinions, but just a different perspective on things. And, if, okay, you want to do something like this. Maybe if you try it like this, it could work. And it's like, oh, okay, that's the light bulb moment I yeah. was looking for in that particular track or whatever. So, yeah, I, I find that quite interesting working with people. Um it's Quite
2: intimidating, though, as well, with pe- working yeah, with people who've got all their oh, man. theory chops it, it together.
1: difficult. It's just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm giving them the demos, right, this is the kind of thing I want to do. It's the sounds. It's like, okay, cool, right, right. So they're just flying across each other, across the, the room, like, okay, it's... um. C and, you know, like these notes and that notes. I'm just like, what? This is a foreign language to me. I'm just <laughs> hearing this language, foreign language flying across the room. And I'm just like, ah, how how can I, you know, because I'm a dictator when it comes to my own stuff. And I'm right. like, I need to keep my stamp on this. It has to be me or what's the point, you know? So it's very, uh, yeah, I found it really, really, it took a t- long time to get my head around it. So know? did you feel by the time you got to the end of the record that, yeah. that actually that, is, that was
2: felt very identifiably you by the
1: end. Yes, yeah. And and that's partly because I write it all lyrically. Yeah, And I had, I, before I went into the band situation, the demos were at a level where I was like, it's got a soul, it's got my own feelings in it, you know? So... Yeah. I'm happy to work with a band to shape it, but not to recreate from well, create from scratch, you know. Yeah. Because it would have been really difficult in that situation. But by the end, I was really happy with it. I think I was able to go to a place that I wouldn't have been able to go by myself, and that's what I wanted to do on this record. In the sense of this, hopefully, reach a slightly bigger audience and have music that was a bit more immediate. But the way my head works is now that I've done this. I just want to do something completely different now, and this, whatever you know, and so I've been listening to a lot of um, Talk Talk, like their last couple Uh of records. Um, What is it? Laughing Stock, and what was the one before that? It was a, I can't remember. But the last two records are theirs, and I've just been blown away by the the process. I've been reading about the process and. Their mindset when they were, they, you know, they were doing really well, and they decided similar to like what you guys mm. were thinking in the sense of after uh, when Kiday was produced, mm. I guess, and this kind of not again, this not feeling that you have to stick on a particular path, you know, and it's the only way I feel I could be comfortable making music, you know, mm. or I'll still have the hunger to make it if I can just keep bouncing around, you know, still obviously having an identity and, and having. Something, having, you know, I don't know what the word is, but kind of still very much being me, but not feeling that I have to do one particular thing all the time. You know, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of how I think with making... It's having music. all these kind of different aspects to your kind of musical personality,
2: isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. I, mean, I listen
1: you've, you've, to so much. There's so many things that I listen to. I can't f- focus on this one thing all the time, you know. But
2: it's like, you know, writing lyrics or something like yeah. that. You, w- you wouldn't choose to w- write about one particular subject. Over and over single.
1: again. Oh my god. Well some people do. Some, some people do. <laughs> some people do. But I personally I just I, I find it too boring. I couldn't do it. I just I couldn't I wouldn't feel the need. I just feel I wouldn't feel there would be no need to do music if I if it was like destined I had to write the same kind of stuff over and but partly because of you know also what my fans expect or my label or whatever. I couldn't do it. You know, I don't I don't it's just me really. Yeah. I'm just a very not very I'm a bit a bit odd in the way I decide to do things because with, you know, I just try to go against the tide all the time. I just try and just do my own thing. And and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I think that's the, that's the beauties in the unknown of it all. You know what I mean? The mystery of what, if I go down that road, what, what can come about from it, you know? So that's kind of me when it comes to that question for you. Yeah. What is, what for you, what, 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 Where's the hunger still come from for you? Why as as a drummer, what gets you up and want and wanting to, you know, get in the studio and, and pick up the sticks again and what stopped you from this thinking, oh I'm done. Well why why keep going? Mm. Um
2: I think in the context of Radiohead mm. it's hearing the new material come through. Yeah. And just thinking, that's good. Mm. <laughs> and wanting to be a part of that, Yeah. and um, also, I suppose I'm I'm very aware of my limitations mm. as a drummer. Right. Uh, I think in one way that's 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 been a good thing for me mm-hmm. because I think I've it's made me, I suppose, develop a, a very well. If, if you're into Radiohead, I think you recognise you know how I drum mm, and mm, so it's mm, quite mm, identifiable mm, in, in that way yeah, yeah. but at the same time there's an insecurity that, that goes along with that thinking oh God, who am I trying to kid mm. I, I'm a big fraud here <laughs> <laughs> and so you're always kind of wanting to get beyond that you right. you think that there's something actually once I get to that point yeah. I will have attained that and and I will feel good within my <laughs> own skin about this and of course you know you have moments of that yeah uh but you it's always
1: just slightly, I slightly figured, out yeah, of reach. It's just out of reach. It just keeps you going just long after this almost grasping, <laughs> yeah. bit, but not quite. Right. Okay. I hear that. I hear
2: that. And then you hear, you know, what other stuff other people are doing yeah. rhythmically as well. Yeah. And then, you know, that's just, that's, that's very exciting. Mm. Um, I was, I was watching uh, um, a clip I'm, so I'm a guardian yeah. of you. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. there's cool. a recent clip with with a band. You've oh yeah. Yeah. Moment.
1: Yeah. That would have been like the Off Peak Dreams thing. I don't know. Yeah. Was like one of the singles. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which was great.
2: Yeah. And just like watching watching your drummer on that. Oh, like, cool. Oh, that's that's good. He's
1: oh, That's right. on it. You'll love to hear that. John Blee's, he's a great drummer. He's, yeah, he really he's, is. Like, he's doing a lot of interesting stuff now, away from me. Yeah. Other people are starting to nick him now, because he's he's very good. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the way it goes. That's <laughs> the way it goes, I, isn't it? And also, you know,
2: I mean, doing my own stuff is, is has been, introduced me to working with other drummers. Yeah. You know, like yeah. on, on my first record, um, work with Glenn Cochie. Okay. Okay. Absolutely amazing drummer. Right. Um, you know, he's he, he's kind of he's classically trained, right. he has got incredible
1: musical imagination. Is is that for you? What makes apart from the classically trained? That's like a genre thing, I guess. But mm. or not genre thing, but you know, educational sense. Mm. But what makes is that what makes a good drummer for you? Like imagination uh, and.
2: Feel. God, I'm sounding like a seventies disco track, <laughs> aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. I apologise. <laughs> um, I. It's just a. Just you know. Um, you know, it, don't you? Some somebody will. I mean, like, if you listen to Mitch Mitchell, mm. y- y- you know, you, you don't need to analyse it. It just grabs you, doesn't right, it? Right, right, there, right, you know, yeah. it's got all the chops, mm. but it was just delivered with real style and just this real energy behind it all as well. Right. And and I think, you know, where you come across it, where you find the musicians who've who've kind of had that level of training, Mm. they've got all the chops, Mm. but they've also got that extra something. Right, right, right. right. They've gone beyond that and they're back into the intuitive Mm. again right Which, okay but also okay. kind of there uh, there's kind of uh, there's an intellectual strand to yeah. what they're doing as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. but it doesn't stifle the right. intuition yeah. in what they're doing yeah and you know i suppose that's kind of all oh, the greats have had that haven't mm-hmm. they they've learnt they've learnt the rule book yeah. and then they've gone they've Just tore it turned yeah. up yeah, yeah. But at that kind of that rule back has informed what they've done. Mm. Even if it is a case of just saying, No, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a reaction to that. Mm. But, you know, you get this level of technique mm. and, and skill and musical insight that mm. goes with that, I think.
1: Do you think it's difficult to to, to 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 break the rules if you if you know the rules? Is it, does it depend on, on what does it depend on? Is it boils down to your, your peers around you or? what you listen to. I'm always intrigued by that. I know a few people who are like that who have the the classical training but they yeah. they just completely go against it. I like I know a girl called um Mikuchi. I don't know if you've ever heard of no, her. I haven't. She's um she bring out a couple of records on first I read a record was on Accidental, which mm-hmm. was um what's his bloody name? I'm rubbish with names, so this is good. Matthew Herbert. Matthew right, Herbert's yep. label. And then she signed to Rough Trade yeah. and done another one on that. And she did the soundtrack for that alien film that was set in Scotland with Scarlett Johansson in it. Oh, okay. What was it called? Oh, yeah. God, that film? Yeah, she's done the soundtrack for that. Yeah. And she's classically trained. I think she went to Goldsmiths. And but she's just completely. The idea for her is just to. N- there is no rules, you know. Yeah. And for someone who never, who doesn't know that about her, that she's classically trained, you'd think she's just some experimental mad woman, but. Mm. She's taken the rules and, and broken that, but she's one example. But I know so many other people who can't get out of that. I don't know what, what is it? What's the, what makes you, what, what drags you away from the rule book? Yeah. Know? I always I find su- that interesting.
2: Yeah. as I, I, I suppose in kind of whatever walk of life you're in, yeah. there will always be people who, you know, have got that kind of self-awareness to think, that doesn't work for me, mm, 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 mm. and um, I suppose you know you apply that musically, and yeah. you get, you know.
1: I guess it's a natural thing, thing.
2: I guess, it's, it's but just... it is, It is. It's kind of a, there's um there 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 is a that's kind of like a, a dual personality, isn't it? Mm, you know, mm, to mm. to actually follow that kind of uh, get that kind of level of musical attainment going yeah. down the classical route, yeah. Requires an awful lot of dedication yes. and a lot of faith yeah. in that system that that mm. will get you to that point as a musician. Yeah. But at the same time, you, right, you have this other kind of voice going on saying, "No, nah, no, nah. yeah. <laughs> that's not you. Yeah, It's
1: not you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always find it fascinating. I just think I think it's so important just to just to do what you feel. You know, mm. I just think it's so important to do that, especially for me because I I don't really know theory, and it's something I do want to learn more of. I'm always yeah. afraid that it's going to I I'll, I'll start to become a slave to the, to the to what I'm supposed to do you know mm-hmm. and like the right chords and a lot of my stuff the, the earlier stuff is very much kind of odd chords and just wrong signatures and all that but it's for me it just feels right so I just. So where did do you it. start musically then did you Where did I start I started I guess um probably university I started um Went to uni 18 and somebody introduced me to um reason I'm yeah reason it's like a door and um i just bought a, like an old iMac and i just started learning that really and because i can't play anything enough to confidently record electronic music was the easiest way for me to get involved really so this is something i don't really talk about either because it gets annoying when i get ask in interviews it's not an interview it's a chat yeah. but i, I kind of started like in the grime world because it was it was easy accessible i knew people yeah. around who were producers who were mcs and it was music that was solely based electronically you know you yeah. needed a midi keyboard and then you could just run away with it you know mm. so i i started there and then i got i, I kind of done that for a couple of years again this is like hobby nothing serious at all mm. and i did that for a couple of years and then I kind of just decided that I wanted to make my own stuff I wanted to do my own bits because I was kind of part of a collective of producers and MCs, but I just thought I wanted to make my own music but I didn't want it to be grime I didn't want it to be genre specific I just wanted Mm. to make something that felt something made me feel something yeah so i I just started this experimenting and again still just within the confines of of reason i just started just making these other kind of demos where it was involving this ambient sounds and like found sounds and writing lyrics where i was talking about things i could see around me Mm. and real things that were going on in my life and stuff that I'd conversations I'd overheard or news stories or whatever the stuff that I knew was real not fake mm. and I just started to develop that really and I, and I I used to put stuff up on MySpace back in the day and I um one day I that's how I knew people like Mikachu and various characters who are making music now like professionally mm. I didn't realise it was networking back then it was just finding people that i just were like-minded people to me. And I through doing that, um a friend I made made through MySpace knew somebody who worked at Brownswood, which is Charles Peterson's label. And they were they got in contact and were interested in me sending some demos. So I sent some demos of stuff. I didn't really know what that meant back then. It was just kind mm. of okay, stuff that's kind of finished, right? So I thought, right, well, here you go. Here's a few things, have a listen not thinking of anything of it at this point at this point i was probably much later than beginning of uni so i was about 26 maybe 26 27 maybe and i was working i finished university i yeah. stayed in coventry where i went for uni stayed up there was working nine to five customer service stuff mm-hmm. just doing the music in the evenings as a hobby but like i bought a few more bits yeah. It was it was a serious hobby but it wasn't a career and then um, from the demos being sent down, um, they said, oh, we like what you hear. We really like what we heard. Why don't you come down and meet Giles? Giles wants to meet you um, in London. I was like, all right, fine. I've got nothing to lose. Why not? So I went down there. I had a chat with, um, with Giles. And this was, um, I didn't realize that Brownswood is actually what it used to be on Brownswood Road up in is it northeast london somewhere around there right um and it's literally a kitchen and a living room <laughs> <You> <laughs> and <he's>, yeah, kitchen <laughs> living room and he's got like it's a, it's a house or a like, downstairs flat and he's got a basement full of records just massive wow. of records records in wow. the bathroom toilet living everywhere so met him, and he was just like um yeah, I really like what you're doing. You know, what, what what do you want to do with this stuff? I was like, well, you know, it's and at this point. I never thought of doing a career in music at all. I was I was brought up in a in a business environment. My parents were uh, they owned an estate agents from when I was a kid. So I never really looked at it as a as a sustainable career. Right. So I just um, I went down there open minded and think, all oh, right, let's see what happens. And he, by the end of the conversation, he was like, let's put a record out. Let's just do it. And I was like okay put a record out that means I have to actually work at this <laughs> so yeah so then from that I just I just went back up to Cov and worked on the first record really I know it was yeah. literally old iMac I had a um, like a M-Audio MIDI controller and I think I had like a little old KP2 um Korg effects processor thing I mean, that was it, really. And other than that, I just recorded bits on my phone and stuff like that, really. Yeah. And I just, just just did it at home, and um, and it kind of went on from that. It got like nominated for Mercury Prize mm. and stuff like that, and yeah, I just kind of like it was really weird for me because I like I said, I was it was a hobby, and it took a long time for me to take it seriously as a career because I've been so brought up with the idea that. Get involved with things that you and you know you're gonna get a paycheck at the end of the month, you know, and you know where you're gonna. You yeah. just there's a bit more control of what's gonna happen in your in your career. So and, music. And do you have a qualification only. of this?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> and it was uh, music wasn't encouraged by my parents. They never they just there's no one music in my family. So for me, it was just like going into the unknown. So yeah. I I didn't quit like my job at the time for at least a year yeah. I was like working part time while it, while the campaign was going because I couldn't bear having to rely on music yeah. you know as a career but I'm glad I did it and I've just tried yeah. to just build up something from then good you choice know? oh thank you very <laughs> much I kind of just thought yeah why not give it a go you've got to try you know so I, I gave it a go and here we are. <laughs> well, about yourself? Where did it? Well, I'm sure you've been asked many times, but I don't know, so I'm intrigued to know. Yeah, well, where it started for you? It was at school, really. Yeah. Um, and why of, drums?
2: Um, that's the one that really appealed to me <laughs> from, from quite an early age, actually. Yeah. And I suppose I got into music in that whole kind of post-punk thing, right? As well, and uh, you know, from a drumming point of view, you know, I had that kind of very uh visceral yeah um it, 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 the emphasis wasn't on technique it mm. was on on feel and and energy man, yeah. so that kind of appealed to me really mm, 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 mm. um and so it was you know various school bands and then um we started uh radiohead yeah. at school um and that kind of you know we were going for quite a while yeah you know, we, like you all went off to uni Mm. and came back from that. Um and you know, I had a had a job as well. Mm. And so, you know, at the back of my mind I was thinking, yeah, and it's something we'd all spoken Mm. about amongst the five of us, that we we want to make a go of this at some point. Right. But you kind of you kinda you do you go along it is a very time consuming hobby yeah. for a very long time yeah 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 it can be and then you get to the point where suddenly somebody's offering you a contract mm. and saying you can do this for, for money yeah 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 <laughs> and you know you can make make a living out of this how maybe. did how did that make
1: that, how did that make you feel when when you got to that point where i could do this as a career now i could how did that, was that was it was it a mixed emotions or were you like yep yeah, right we're ready for this or how did you feel personally about that initially i think
2: we were i remember we were we signed it was with um parlophone mm-hmm. emi it was just before um christmas in 1991 yeah and we all went down to Manchester Square because that's where they were at the time. Mm. It's a place you know, have all the kind of old Beatles balconies oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, you're really aware of the uh, of the history yeah. of the label mm. and of the place mm. at that time. Mm. And then you, so to sign, you go right up to the top right. of the building and okay. you're there and you do all your signing. Yeah. And I remember we left after that. And you, you'd have thought actually, kind of, that was just would be all your adolescent dreams come yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. But we just, we were all remarkably sober about it. I just mm. remember us walking out so it's just like, oh, uh, we kind of need to get on with it now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's the thing, it's true. You're kind of like, yeah, this is it. Oh, this is what we've been reading about. And, you know, this is the dream. And you're like, oh, actually, oh, I've got to do some work now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so true. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, and then you go
2: to, I, mean, I remember we went the first time that we started playing in the states Mm. which was 1993 right um it had one of our early songs first song creep Mm. that actually did anything Mm. for us anywhere yeah and so we kind of went over to the states on the back of that right and so we were already getting there was a level of i suppose recognition there Mm -hmm. admittedly, just for the one song Mm -hmm. at the time but there was an expectation of, I think, oh, where you're yeah. supposed to be as a right, band. Right. And, you know, I don't think our playing was quite there at the time. <laughs> and you go over to the States and you come across all these other bands, it's a real eye-opener yeah. because, you know, they can play. Yeah, yeah, At the time, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, yeah. you know, they're really, they've got all the chops. Mm. And that was quite, quite intimidating at the time. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose... I suppose going through music has been kind of characterised for me by, yeah. as I was saying earlier, I'm feeling quite fraudulent at points. That's <laughs> probably one of the the, the most fraudulent feeling right. periods. <laughs> it was that initial one? Yeah. Um, but um, but then again, it's just that that sense that actually you've really got to kind of push what you're doing. Yeah. And just really get your Get your musical shit together. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah. which is is a healthy thing. It's, mm. uh, you know, um, so as I said, you know, we learned to play, um, play in a band, play in, in our instruments in the context of each other, really. Which yeah. was, I think you get something out of that. Yeah. If, if you can go the distance on that, which mm. is, is quite, um, you know, uh, Idiosyncratic, mm. and and there's a, I suppose there's kind of a, a musical understanding yeah. that that de- develops through that as, yeah, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is. I mean, it's, we're coming up to the end of this year. Thirty years since we started.
1: Really? Yes. Bloody hell! <laughs> wow. Awesome. That's amazing, achievement. and I
2: remember looking back. Uh, I remember the Stones did mm. their twenty fifth, uh, twenty five year anniversary tour, yeah. or whatever. And you think, Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> how can you play in a band for that long? <laughs> almost We're coming up against years. thirty. There you go. <laughs> no, no,
1: well done, well done for that. How many? What did we? How many records have you released now?
2: What. Um, this is the sad part of it. Okay, in thirty years of being together as a band, we've released eight studio albums. That's all
1: right. That's not bad. Some people have, some people some people have only released like two free in like twenty years. Yeah. I was okay. I was reading about D'Angelo, he's like got two records out and it's in a case of fifteen years, 15, 20 years, maybe? Right. So you know, eight's not bad. Doing all right. You're very kind. <laughs> 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 That's good. That's good. I, I think, I think I just want to, I'm on three now and I just want to mm. keep, I want to keep going. I just feel, I don't know, for me, I as much as I like doing it, I want, I want to diversify a bit and do other bits. I was mentioning yeah. before, like, wanted to get involved in radio and potentially down the road and I really mm. want to get involved in art now, I think as well. I yeah. kind of, I just went, I just come back from um, Art Basel, which is like, an art fair in Mm -hmm. switzerland like supposedly the biggest art fair in the world and i was really intrigued this like the kind of um not and and what i'm gonna say it's not about a money thing at all Mm. but i was really astounded by the scale of of what you can achieve in terms of what you could put up on a wall or a sculpture and it, it for me what blew my mind is, and this is not a reason why I want to go into art, but I just couldn't I couldn't believe the kind of monetary value that they put on a piece of art mm. compared to a piece of music. My, my, my missus is an art director, and she kind of got it more than me. And I just was like, I couldn't understand how a sculpture could be worth a million, but a track could be worth 99p, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand what... How did they get to that point? You know, I don't know what you are. You interested in art or any of that? Concert? Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's just intriguing to me. But then again, you can buy um, a, a
2: postcard of that sculpture for ninety p p. I can't you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is true. It all swings around about some relative and all that stuff. But I find it really interesting. I was like, it was really intriguing to see like the stories behind pieces of art. I saw, there was some musical bits. So I actually went to do a gig over there for this guy called, um, I should remember his bloody name. God, Mr. <laughs> Simmons. I'll say, cause I can't remember his first okay. name at the moment. Um, and, uh, he, he created, um, uh, basically a stack of speakers inspired by leash, uh, leash, catch Prairie's um, Black Ark Studios yeah. where it was literally sh- he made sh- uh, speakers out of anything he could find Corrugated Island and thrown away wood and so on and so forth and he's created that and what he's doing with it is is allowing it to tour around the world mm-hmm. and get bands and acts to play through them basically so I did that there and that was in- interesting and there was mm-hmm. other musical bits I saw there was um, they basically this artist had made a band out of out of thrown out, well, uh, uh, discarded guns, like handguns and, and machine guns, and he constructed, like, cymbal stands and, and made... and They were all playing themselves, basically, through speakers, and it was really, really mind-blowing, some of that stuff, really interesting. And I just... I don't know, it's kind of something... It's another thing that I feel that I want to just try, because I like, I like the idea of just trying things that, on the surface, is just a ridiculous idea, but I feel it's just being creative isn't it you know absolutely it's kind of a motivation and the kind of dedication Mm. that needs to go in behind all of that
2: yeah you know yeah there's you know i mean to to get to the whole thing with that whole kind of setup that works with speakers and Mm. and things like that endless experiments to get you there
1: yeah
2: and then the kind of conceptualizing it all as well yeah and fine-tuning that yeah uh, and the energy behind that—I mean, that always comes across, doesn't it? Mm. You can—you can always get the sense of, even if a piece is—is is, a piece of music, yeah. a piece of art yeah. feels quite minimalist. Yeah. You can get a sense of 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 the actual input behind yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, completely. And um, you know, I think that that kind of—that's what kind of for me brings art music to life—is—is yeah. is yeah. that that level of dedication behind it. Obviously,
1: uh, you made me see. uh, Can't take this life for nothing. uh, Let me be uh, all alone. uh, I left my throne. uh, If I don't try uh, another way, uh, then I'll never know. uh, so I don't care anymore But
0: you say no name
1: I don't care anymore
2: All well, you do me
1: There's a drawer in a
0: room in a house It's uh, calling your name huh? Many thanks to Shuda Shinoda at Hackney Road Studios in East London for recording this conversation and thanks to our producer engineer Elia Einhorn for editing it. If you'd like to hear some more Talkhouse Music podcasts and read smart, notable musicians writing about new music, please visit thetalkhouse.com slash music.